So welcome to a uh, new episode of Daybreak Crypto. We've got some good articles run over for you today, starting with Meta, uh, apparently releasing new guidance on how they plan to monetize their metaverse. And apparently they're wanting to charge a 47.5% fee on metaverse items. So Meta's big metaverse right now is called Horizon Worlds, which is, you know, part of their plan is to allow some creators to sell in-world items to users during a testing phase through their VR app, which is linked to the Oculus. So that, you know, the concept of monetizing the metaverse isn't new, but their plan to take a 47.5% cut on each transaction is definitely not normal. So for every item sold in the Horizon Worlds, they're planning to take 30% to Meta via Oculus, and then 25% goes to Meta's App Store. And anyone with iPhones knows that, you know, Apple charges a 30% clip. They take 30% of whatever, you know, profits from their app store. And most NFT marketplaces and crypto people are used to, you know, anywhere from 2.5% to 7.5% for creator or platform fees. Um, so earlier, I kind of said it's not a new concept to sell in-world items to users. And what I kind of meant is Meta isn't selling NFTs in this particular instance. So think, you know, skins in playable games, gun camos, animations, and like Call of Duty, Apex, Fortnite, things like that. And um, I don't know, it's obviously eye-opening that they think that 47.5% was the right number to start at. Greg, what are your uh, initial thoughts here? I mean, it's Web 2 at its finest. Like mm -hmm. everybody's got to get their cut before the actual creator can get a cut. Well, and it just, it seems kind of, I mean, I think it's, I think I'm glad that web three has kind of shown people that this is ridiculous and we don't need to pay some company almost 50% of a cut on a transaction just to have a metaverse. Like there's already functional metaverses out there that are charged, like you said, that are charging, you know, two to 8% um on their cuts on transaction they're doing perfectly fine and i mean i think they're some of these companies are going to charge as much as they can and then they'll slowly scale back as they you know see this type of outrage but i think they're they're trying to go for it and charge as much as they can and then on top of that these aren't even nfts or things that you could hold on to and sell these are just basic run-of-the-mill metaverse items that are going to disappear if the metaverse that facebook designed ever goes away so it's well, and that's double yeah. slap almost like, and that's what brings like us to the main issue is, you know, should metaverses be closed or open? I think the consensus, at least within our crypto chem team, is we would like them to be open, you know, allowing people to buy and own land or items as NFTs and exchange them for crypto or you know other goods down the line. Whereas Meta kind of has a closed metaverse where it's run by a central authority. And the land and items are owned by the company that built the world. And yeah. that's not, you know, what blockchain and crypto is aiming to do is hoard all of this money into kind of a centralized authority. We want everybody to be able to profit and make money equally. And it just seems like this is the opposite. It seems like Meta is trying to force this on the crypto community. And they're basically just saying, no, we've got better ways to keep our money and basically use the same platform. Yeah, the, the thing that 
I think is kind of frustrating to me is that a lot of normal people or people that aren't, you know, crypto savvy are going to come into this and see this as, oh, they're just trying to take my money and, you know, it's not, or they might not even notice that there's a huge transaction fee and then Meta's just going to make off with a bunch of this money mm -hmm. um, before people even realize that, you know, they're ending up paying over 50% to Meta and it's not going to the creators. Well, and again, like another thing that bothered me is Meta opened it up to like a select set of curators and like influencers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, fuck off, man. Like either make it available. <laughs> I understand you want to test phase it and it's beta or whatever, but like make it available to everybody or don't make it available. Like make it a ghost test net and you can mess around on that with all the devs that you're paying these millions of dollars for or just open it up to the public and let them say what their issues are and fix them like a regular, you know, blockchain and crypto community. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, and obviously us coming from the blockchain um, side of this, like this is not how companies act in the web three space. So it's just, it's interesting to see how they're really trying to shoehorn their web two mentality. I don't know how else to say it mm -hmm. into it and try to make it seem like, and I mean, another thing I want to say is I don't really think there's going to be just one metaverse, obviously. I mean, right. there's going to be, there already are tens, if not dozens of even hundreds of them out there. So I think it's going to be a matter of how open are they? How interchangeable are they with each other? And if you're just going to have this closed system over here that you want to have, you know, a walled garden, um, I guess that's the thing is how big can you build that walled garden? I mean, you look at Apple they've done a pretty good job of building up a huge walled garden on their own. So it's something that can be done, but I really hope it isn't because that's not the ethos of the crypto space. Definitely. And I'm happy you brought that last point up because to wrap this up, basically what they said is their initial step is aimed at in-game items that only work in the worlds or metaverses in which they originated. But they do have plans for open metaverse commerce down the line where items can be bought and carried across the apps and I know that we all heard about Zuckbucks uh, a week ago. And if you didn't, it's basically Meta's in-world currency that they're trying to work on as well, which, you know, kind of goes along with this closed Metaverse and not being able to sell them for crypto or exchange them for, you know, other light goods. But yeah, they do have apparently plans for that. And even Mark Zuckerberg said, you know, we know that NFTs are, you know, the future and we're going to build them in when we can. But it looks like this is a small initial step and, you know, we'll see what happens. And one thing I did want to say about that Zuckbucks is they're probably trying to keep that an in-game currency so that as to not run afoul of security laws. True. That's probably the big thing, too, because if they make it a currency that could be traded for other things outside of the game, then you get other security laws, especially with them being a U.S. based company. So not that I'm saying it's right or anything, but I, that's probably where they're going with that. Yeah, it's just the way it is, unfortunately. Yep. All right, cool. All right. So on to Ethereum and hopefully Ethereum 2.0 eventually. <laughs> um, so uh, this has been going on since I think back in November or earlier of 2020 that um, Ethereum has been looking to upgrade to Ethereum 2.0, which will introduce um, proof of stake and will um, hopefully reduce gas fees, uh, increase transaction speeds, just a whole host of improvements that this will bring to the Ethereum network. Um, right now, Ethereum is under proof of work, which means that miners actually have to hold on to 
Ethereum and have to actually mine it itself with the physical um, like GPUs. So it's a very um, energy intensive process at the moment. And again, they're moving to proof of stake. Um, they've been in the process for a couple of years. Uh, it looks like they were initially going to try to get it done during this first quarter or second quarter. And now it looks like it may be pushed into Q3 of this year. Um, I personally am totally fine with them continuing to push it. There is billions of dollars in Ethereum. So I want them to get it right. If they're going to do this, you know, better to be right than to have some sort of error and try to rush it. And then, you know, who knows what could happen. So I'm, I'm happy they're holding on to it. Um, it is, there is a lot. So there's over 10 million Ethereum is currently locked in the Ethereum 2.0 staking contract, which means that that Ethereum is unusable and untouchable until Ethereum 2.0 comes out basically. So you do have a lot of people with, I personally have some Ethereum locked up, uh, waiting for 2.0 to come out. So, I mean, that's one thing it's, it's just, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with it. And I'm, I'm glad that they're taking their time, but at the same time, it would be nice if they could uh, get this done in the next year or two. Uh, how do you feel about this? Yeah, kind of along the same lines, you know, I would like to see it sooner rather than later, but personally, I, uh, I got rid of most of my Ethereum at the beginning of 2021 and kind of moved into the Cosmos atmosphere once I realized, you know, the fees were zero dollars upwards to 10 cents compared to, I, I literally remember sending, like when I was selling off all my Ethereum and, you know, BAT, ZRX, every, all, all the random ERC 20 coins, I think I paid upwards of like $800 in gas fees for a single transaction to move it from my wallet just to a centralized exchange. And that yep. to me was just, I, I have not cared. And it sounds horrible because obviously, you know, I, I stay up to date and read things, but I just, Ethereum, I don't, I haven't thought about it in a year or two. And I've been waiting for this, you know, Ethereum 2.0 upgrade to come out because I loved it initially. And obviously, you know, it's right up there with Bitcoin with one of the most, if not, you know, the top three most invested assets in the cryptocurrency space. But like you said, you know, delays happen and you find errors and you got to fix them before you release them to mainnet. But, um, you know, it's a big, it's a big machine and they got to make sure everything's working perfectly before they release it. So, I mean, I understand, you know, it's been around for a long time and, I'm sure it's a hell of a lot of work to make sure that everything's working properly, but um, I'm excited for the day that it actually turns into a reality. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it says it's on testnet now so that they are working on it. And, you know, I mean, and that's the thing, whether you love or hate Ethereum, it is the second largest crypto by market cap and is, you know, still the home for most blue chip NFTs and a lot of other, um, you know, very innovative products. So, we all want Ethereum to succeed. I mean, and I think that um, moving to proof of stake, like you said, it will allow a lot more people to use it because right now it is kind of a, a whale's playground. You have to have a lot of money to move around your money. I mean, <laughs> which is silly. And that's one of the big reasons that I agree that I moved to Cosmos is being able to actually make your money work for you and not have to spend it all on gas. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, uh, 
yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm I'm excited to see this play out and hoping that it happens before, you know, the end of 2022 because I'd be surprised if it didn't get delayed at least one more time. Yeah, I would I would not be either. Uh it looks like we do have a caller. Get him in here. Let's see if I can add him. I don't think I can add him from oh. What's going on, Joshua? You guys hear me all right? Yes, sir. All right. So um, I want to kind of take it back to the NFTs and what Facebook and Zucks seems to be doing. Uh, and I'm not sure if it was you guys that brought it up a few weeks ago. I've listened to some other stuff in regards to using NFTs. And the use case was essentially tie the NFT to the vision and or essentially a person and their vision and their storyboard as they create their company. And now as I look at how we're doing it, it seems like we're kind of already moving in that direction where he's essentially creating like an NFT that is, represents himself and is going to be able to raise money within at least his own entity to do that. Now, I have some serious concerns about the people that are the whales within this space and how they influence and drive things. Um, but do you guys kind of see it the same way? And then the other thing I would say is, with the moves he's making and it, also the moves that Jobs made in his early career at Apple, are they going to replace Zuck with a Pepsi CEO soon um, and give him some time to go and figure out how to do it? Greg? Um, I like that callback. Um, <laughs> I, that would be interesting um, if they went, went and replaced him and kind of let him go find his thing and come, come back then. Um, and yeah, I do think to that, the first point as far as building up your own NFT and then making money. I mean, yeah, that's, yes, I agree with your point, I guess. I think, I think. so. Yeah. I mean, most of these like web two companies, they're, like the old guard in this respect because they're trying to make what they already have as a product and a sellable product into something new that is like wanted and there's like an urgency for people to want to grab which is you know nfts metaverses yada 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 so i mean i think that it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with the public and whether they realize there's a difference between you know Zuckbucks and Sandbox, for instance, um, you know, the Facebooks or Metaverses, you know, basically Sandbox and Decentraland and then all of these Web2 companies that are coming out with Metaverses where, you know, it's very obvious that profiting is at the forefront of any user experience or user gratification or, you know, anything like that. That's my opinion, at least. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think the public's going to go with what's easiest at the moment, at least the general public. Yeah. Well, and, and not to be a fear monger, because I think this space is going to end up with real legs. It's just, it's inevitable. It's just that, you know, right now it's the Wild West, and there's a lot of profiteers, and they're all the same people that have made money off of Ponzi schemes at their early stages before. Um, but, you know, throwing it back to Rome and the fall of Rome is, you know, the Caesars were essentially making their own coins so they could finance their military. So um, I just I'm not a huge fan of oligarchs kind of driving and dictating how we do things, either, you know, within a metaverse or within a Twitter universe. Definitely. No, I'm, I'm right along those same lines, Josh. Um, yeah, I think that's why we got to just keep calling it out as we see yeah. it. 
hundred percent. Stay active, stay vigilant, you know, keep your eyes on the prize, but don't, yeah, don't I mean let I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, get in the way. I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook went and changed this though. I mean, I've seen a lot of negative feedback from from the community. Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe they react to that feedback and hopefully become a more open platform, but <laughs> we can only hope, right? Right. Roll it back a little bit. All right. We're at right about 19 minutes. We uh, appreciate you guys calling in and everybody listening to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, the last episode of the week.